Welcome back to Winning Within, your go-to self-development podcast. This is your host, Orlando Avalon, the lover of philosophy and the fuck buddy of wisdom, baby. Today, I am back with Cece, whom I already did a, an episode with that I really enjoyed. And so, I'm very happy to welcome you back. Welcome, Cece. Thank you. I'm also very happy to be back. Great. Today, this is the, the magic episode, which I've written on the whiteboard over there. <laughs> it's still a mystery for me, why it's a magic episode. Still a mystery to me too. We're going to find out. We're going we're gonna to do a 40-minute episode here, uh, and uh, throughout the 40 minutes, at some point, we'll discover why this episode is a magic episode. <laughs> so... I mean, w- when I when I invited you back onto the podcast, my idea was to discuss self-love because that's what we spoke about last time. And it was something I felt like we were kind of aligned on certain things when it comes to this. So I thought, let's fucking do it one again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I feel like it's this topic is broad enough so that we have a lot of topics to discuss in it and then it's just yeah it's it's a nice conversation to have and share our share our values and and opinions about it Mm -hmm. it was very flowy also for the first time yeah well this one's gonna flow like a wave baby (laughs) um you mentioned the word value and it made me think of how we could bring the most value to the listeners when it comes to self-love how could we bring the most amount of value to people listening when it comes to self-love? Good question. Good question. Honestly, I was uh, listening to a, to a podcast. It was not about self-love, but it was related to it. It was about the victim mentality. And it was really uh, like well structured because first the lady just talked about kind of like how to recognize if you have these traits and then she talked about how to implement or change um yeah or just kind of like switch this mentality so maybe that is like a good goal also for us that we can talk about these things just like generally like raise awareness, but then also try to come up with some solutions. When it comes to sort of uh, neutralizing the uh, the victim mentality. Yeah, for example, that or like anything that we talk about that is like related to self love, because I think both of us it, like have some sort of like coping mechanisms to it. So maybe also we could just like share that again, mm. like what works for us. Okay, great. Do you want to start? Um, yeah, sure. Honestly, like I'm actually interested in the opinion of you. Like, What do you think about victim mentality? Because mm. this is something that... Well, it came to my awareness because I feel like I do have that thinking sometimes. Um, and then I listened to this podcast and it just like clicked with me in so many levels. Um, so actually, I wanted to like ask... What do you, or if you ever recognize that you have that uh, 
or what do you think about it? Yeah, well, I, I was um, I was trapping myself in a victim mentality for years, actually, and I only broke out recently. So what I think about the victim mentality is that you're robbing yourself of all your power when you do that. And you're robbing yourself of um, your limitless nature and all the love that you could have and all the abundance that you could have, that you do have, that you don't recognize. So when you, when you have a victim mentality, basically you don't believe that, that there's a part of you that doesn't believe that you can change and therefore you trade that the life that you can have the beautiful life you can have you trade that because you don't believe you can have it so you trade it for like sympathy sympathy for yourself like oh i'm a victim and this happened to me and like ah oh, and it's like dramatic in your head and there's violins and stuff so you you feel you get some sort of um some sort of validation from that you know like it's been so hard on me because me and like i had like okay what did, what did i used to do specifically like for me I, I romanticized my pain i romanticized my suffering i romanticized that uh the depression i experienced and the fact that i was suicidal and the anxiety and the fact that i, I had a, a father who never loved me like i romanticized the shit out of that because you can make a movie out of it you're like oh this guy this guy like had a father who was like a complete narcissist and abusive and all that stuff and like just like wrecked his self-esteem systematically and and like oh and like i i was the one who experienced that and like oh but like i must be so strong then because all this stuff happened to me and like uh you know and it's like because you don't believe that you can have the life that beautiful life, that magical life that you actually can have, um, because you don't believe that, then you trade it for like, well, I'm, I'm going to be a victim and I'll get, I'll get 0.01% of what I can have or, or like a fraction of that um, because that's all I think I can get. So it all, it all comes down to belief, I would say. And once you start believing that you can actually make changes, that's when you start making changes. And then you're just like, well... I'm the creator of my life. So there's no... I'm not a fucking victim. I've never been a victim. I create my life. And what do you think... Because a friend of mine actually asked me that... What do you think... How does this serve you up until this point? Like having this victim mentality. Despite the obvious reasons kind of. And then it really kind of like... Clicked in me that like... Oh... I have this view that I think like getting people's like sympathy and empathy it's gonna like benefit me in the long run so I had this mindset so playing the victim in this reality was just a really good option to yeah like just get yeah like not not get things necessarily but just kind of like maybe get out, getting out of the responsibility or getting out of kind of like uh, yeah mm. like people wouldn't want that much thing for me because I was like 
playing the victim. But do you have that something like, oh, this is how it served me being the victim? Like, this is how it actually served me or how... Like not you, actually because actually it's, ah, it it doesn't really okay but but yeah. there's a reason you do everything yeah right? like, so yeah what was the what was the kind of benefit of doing that? yeah yeah exactly mm. I'd say I I'd say it's got something to do with um, fear because also like when when I was um, in this victim mentality and like sabotaging myself that there are a lot of things that were different in my life a lot of things that are now changing a lot um that i was stopping myself from doing and i was sort of protecting myself from feeling pain i'll give you an example this podcast is one example so i i i had not started this podcast um this is something that I've started doing once now that I've let go of this victim mentality. And this this podcast is something that I enjoy so much. At the same time, it's something that can potentially cause me pain, right? Like this is something that can evoke judgment from people, that could evoke criticism, um, that could evoke slander, a, a bunch of things, right? It could evoke it could evoke disappointment because I'm falling in love with this podcast. And, and I really want it to, to reach a lot of people and I, I'm really investing myself into it. And so let's say something happens. I don't know. I, 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 I want to release a certain video I, I loved and I lose the file, you know, and it fucking hurts. Or, or like I get a bunch of criticism from people that hurts, you know, whereas yeah. back in the victim mentality, I'm not doing any of that shit. I'm just on the couch watching Netflix. So... I'm not going to lose the video I love because I haven't made it and I'm not going to receive any criticism for doing anything because I'm not doing anything. Yeah. So I to answer your question, I'd say the way that it benefited me was that it prevented me from feeling pain, mm-hmm. like sharp pain. And in the end, I was just like in a, in a state of like sort of quiet desperation. I, w- I was avoiding all the sharp edges, all the sharp edges that lead to like the, I don't know how to continue this metaphor, but like that, you know what I mean? Like that, that yeah. leads to something really truly great. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I agree that I also recognized in myself that it's probably there to protect me from like things because it's also like give you this state of mind where like, oh, my poor me, everything is so, so bad. And then you also have this like, certain amount of like yeah like level where like well why the why would this bother me because actually like i'm already sad like i'm already there so like adding like one more disappointment doesn't gonna change it because Mm -hmm. i'm already the victim so it's really like yeah kind of like i feel like it it can like numb you for Mm -hmm. to a certain extent and yeah and also or at least that how how was it for me sometimes it just made me like disengage from the situation like if i would have not done good on an exam for example and instead of like facing it and 
just accepting that like okay maybe i just didn't put the effort enough into it and next time i will do it me getting into the victim narrative that of course this happened again to me wow this is so obvious like i didn't even expect anything else it just made me the excuse to not actually put in the work next time again because i had this like well why would i i already didn't succeed the the previous time so why would i now mm. and i feel like that it just like yeah it just it didn't make me weaker but it did make me kind of like not pursue the things i want and like disengage from those situations even before engaging them so i would like want them oh it would be so cool to have like a good break oh but i would never get it and i wouldn't even work for it okay so <laughs> yeah so I, i really like what you've been saying essentially it sounds like you're you're saying you were avoiding trying because then you could never truly fail. Yeah. And it sounds like also with regards to what you said a little bit earlier, like you keep yourself in like an, an emotional slumber so that when you feel a bit of sadness, it's like, well, that's just like another a blip on the radar. Like I've already got a whole fucking cloud of darkness in my head. Yeah. And so one little bit more of darkness because I'm afraid of darkness and so I'm like therefore people people are afraid of darkness so they fill themselves with darkness so you can't see it yeah and the way it relates to magic right is like in both situations you're afraid of the pain so you're afraid of the darkness or you're afraid of the failure you're afraid of the other side of the coin but life life is about opposites as well right life is about duality so there is no success without failure there is no happiness without sadness mm-hmm. there is no good without bad and so the magic of life the way the way to attain and to to create a magical life is to fully accept the darkness of life because the more you accept darkness in life the more you will have access to the light life is trying to teach you that it's about duality and so when you consistently avoid the negative side of the magnet you don't have access to the positive because you just you don't get one side you get the magnet so when you avoid the negative side you're also avoiding the positive side yeah exactly and this is at least in the podcast the whole victim mentality was then connected to self love because the lady said that if you are in this victim mentality actually you're not um like you're not self loving yourself it's also a, like a sort of like self hate because you just like you just can't accept the situation as it is and then you just like you put yourself in this like victim role but you're still judging yourself like you still it's still this like it's coming from a judgment like it sounds like you know it's like kind of like a good thing or like coming from an empathy but actually it doesn't and that was also really interesting to hear that because and then she she kind of connected that like people who engage in like a lot of victim mentality um they want this like like sympathy or like empathy from others because they cannot give it to themselves and then they want this like validation that like 
the pain that I'm feeling is real, but I want, I need someone else to tell me that the pain <laughs> that I'm feeling is real. Mm. And that's so true because actually the pain that you're feeling is gets as true as it can get like what you are feeling like if someone else says that you you shouldn't feel this way it's still like what you're feeling is like as true as it will get ever so kind of like wanting someone else to validate validate it. the way that you feel yeah it's just missing the whole point and while you cannot do that for yourself while you're always like looking outside to people validate you it's not self-love because you're just still judging yourself it's like oh the way i'm feeling is not good but i need someone to tell me that this is okay so mm. i need them to feel sympathy for me so throughout the day you're constantly saying like oh yeah and this happened to me and like maybe uh, yeah you're oversharing maybe yeah uh, to, to people who you know uh I don't know, you, you're just oversharing. Like, you know when you're oversharing, yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, and because you just want someone to be like... Basically, maybe you just want someone to be like, hey, you've been through a lot. Yeah, exactly. 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 And even, like, I had a I had a friend who, who've been through a lot. Like, honestly, probably all of us. And then she also in this like victim narrative. And then she would say something like, oh, I don't feel like doing my work. Maybe I should, uh, maybe I should like drop it or like um, quit it. And I was like, absolutely not. I don't think that's a good idea. And then she would go to another friend, maybe someone who she's not that close with, tell like how badly she feels every day and then tell again, her idea of quitting the job. And then they would be like, oh, of course, if you feel this bad, of course, you shouldn't have this responsibility. Let's quit it. And then she already have this like, oh, well, I can quit it now. Like, it's fine. Like someone told me and I was like, no, no, I don't think that's how it works. Like, if you want to quit it, okay, like, that's your decision. You can do that. But don't try to like justify it asking from other people while you are saying like how bad you are and then like no one is going to be like no you you have to stick with that like people are like empathetic like they don't want to they want to kind of like help you but also sometimes i feel like that it's not the right way how they want to like help you 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 mean if they help you by saying like yeah you should quit yeah and what would be a better response i mean it's obviously really depends on the situation Um, But I think in this certain situation, again, disengaging from something, I think out of fear of failing, Mm. is just like, not procrastinating, but like prolonging, like just like pushing of like facing this fear for another time. Yeah, and and, uh, like, uh, you know Pika? don't know if you know Pika. No. Yeah, she's a very dear friend of mine. Mm-hmm. And she says uh, she she knew someone who said failure is failure is not triumph. So you just fail yes. when you don't try. But like trying, like if you actually think about it, success is actually failure. 
failure is part of success like so success is failure it's just failure a bunch of failures put together it's like success is the wall but failure are the bricks that make up that success so you're afraid of the failure and so if you're afraid of the failure and you say no to the failure you say no to the wall you say you say no to the yeah. brick you say no to the wall yeah and honestly i was also thinking that when unrelated but i was watching the very controversial megan and harry documentary okay the, yeah so the and you know a lot of people say that megan is in this victim mentality and then she says this one sentence that's like she's like i tried so hard and it still didn't work and then i was like but if you tried so hard and it didn't work then it's not like then you you don't have to feel this guilt because it sucks that it didn't work like they you didn't have the outcome that you wanted to but mm. you did try and that's what like that's what matters actually like if you really put your everything in it and that's like kind of hard to say what's everything then you don't have to feel sorry for anything because you did try it didn't have the outcome that you wanted to but you kind of like you can just like clean hands like walk away yeah and my question is like how do you know that you did everything that you could like how do you have this like because this once you've succeeded yeah yeah but what if like with her like for example i don't think she feels like she succeeded at what what was she talking about kind of like the the, the media the perception of the media of her like she was trying to create a perception of herself in the media yeah like the way that she was like really she received like a lot of hate i yeah. think she wanted to be obviously like loved <laughs> yeah. and that didn't happen and then she even like tried harder but still like oh. just the media just like doesn't well like i've got something to say to megan megan if you're listening this is this is what my thought would be on this <laughs> At Winning Within, we believe that the external reality is just a reflection of your internal reality. And so all this time, she was trying to create a certain image. And she's like really trying to get people to see her in a certain way. And I would say that is not self-love. If you're trying to make, if you're trying to influence other people's perception of you, that's not self-love. Self-love is actually not giving that a thought. Self-love is just being who you are. That's like the, the, the most self-loving you can be is to be who you are. And the more you worry about what other people are thinking of you, the less loving you are to yourself. Because it's like, it's like you have a child, right? You have your child and there's a bunch of people watching and your child's playing around with certain different toys. Yeah. And, and you're looking at the people watching your child, their facial expressions. And when they're smiling, you're like, oh, good. Uh, Jeffrey keep playing with uh, with that truck and then Jeffrey's bored of the truck and he, he wants to play with uh, the doll and he plays with the doll and the people are like frowning and they're like whispering and joking yeah. they're like look at that Jeffrey yeah. playing with the playing with the doll and so you're like oh fuck hey Jeffrey Jeffrey <laughs> st play with the truck but Jeffrey wants to play with the doll yeah. and so you're making him change because you're constantly watching Whereas, like, loving Jeffrey would be not giving a fuck what those people think about whether he plays with dolls or trucks. Yeah. And just being like, Jeffrey, go have fun. Right? And so if you're constantly thinking about what other people are thinking of you and trying to 
do things so that they think a certain thing about you, that's like self-rejection. And so Megan, her reflection, she was rejecting herself because she really wanted to be loved by the media. So she's been rejecting herself. And as a result, her external reality has demonstrated rejection. When you reject yourself, you will see evidence of that rejection. When you love yourself, like the most loving thing, if she actually really wanted the media to love her, it would have actually counterintuitively been to be like, I don't give a fuck what they think about me. I'm just going to be me 100%. I'm just going to be Megan. And then the media, the external world, will reflect that back at you. That's... That's a good thought. But I'm... Do, do and you... Megan, if you're listening like the... <laughs> What do I want to say? Oh, yeah, I loved you in Suits. God damn. Rachel Zane, baby. Mm. <laughs> but I wanted to, like, did you ever had that, like, because you said that, how do, how do you know that you tried enough if you succeeded? That's what you How said. what? You, I asked, like, how do you know that, like, you tried enough? And then you said, well, you succeeded if you tried enough. Yeah. But then, so you... So you wouldn't stop trying until you succeed? Or if, if you want to succeed, if that's what you want. But if, if you don't care that much about succeeding, then feel free to stop. And then how is that? So my question is that, I mean, in some sense, I believe that people have like, like kind of unlimited potentials if they put the work in it. But let's be realistic, like, not all of us can be, like, the best swimmer, even if we, like, swim. Well, that doesn't make sense, because, like, no one, not everyone can be the best swimmer, yeah. Because yeah, the best like, means there's one best, right? Yeah, I know, yeah, but then, <laughs> then my question is that how do you know that, like, you tried enough if you didn't become, like, the best swimmer? So did you just not try enough? Or you just, like, you had, like, you live up to your full potentials, and that was it. And it didn't, you, you're not the best. Can you give me, a, like, a specific, practical example for this? Mm-hmm. This, this was a question? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, okay, say that again? Like, can you give me a, a specific ah, okay. example? Yeah. Okay. So... Okay, maybe it's, I had a friend, and we had a fallout, and I tried to reach out to her multiple times, but it didn't, yeah, she just didn't uh, want to reconnect with me. So my question is that, should I have tried more to reach out to her to make up like uh, make make up that's the right yeah make up <laughs> make up with her or um, or just like I should have accept the situation as it is that for now this is how much I should have tried and maybe later because you know at this point we are failing because we didn't make up like we are in a on bad terms mm-hmm Okay. So what do you think? Well, I, I would say that you're asking if, if it would have been good for you to try harder. 
perhaps it would have been, I don't know, I'm just thinking out loud here, but perhaps it would have been good for you to try smarter. Mm-hmm. And instead of, uh, like, I, I don't know, let's say you sent three texts and you were like, use the sort of same sort of strategy of like, I'm sorry I did this, I don't know what happened, but I, I'm sorry I did this, I didn't mean it to come across yeah. this way. And then no reply, and then another text like, oh, you really mean a lot to me, like, I'm sorry I did this, blah, blah, no reply, and then another text, and then no reply, and you're like, well, I guess it's she's really, like, done with me. I don't know, maybe it would have been, it, what could work is just to try a completely different approach, and, mm-hmm. and to try and understand, like, okay, so why why does she not want to speak to me? Uh, what have I, what have I, com- like, put myself in her shoes, and like, oh, what what did Cece communicate to me and what kind of like boundary did she violate or something and how can I mend that in a way how can I show her that I love her or you know how can I show her that um, I'm sorry how can I show her whatever it is that happened in this uh, sort of dispute okay I think that's a good advice and did you ever have that in your life? I'm sure like that I'm sure you had things that you didn't succeed in first. Nope, never. <laughs> <laughs> but do you feel like regret with like not trying enough or is just like personally? Mhm. Yeah. Do I feel regret having not tried enough? No, cuz I wouldn't change a thing about my past. And, and I've, I've failed, like, millions of times. I don't know, I've failed, like, so many times. Um, but what did, what did I want to say about this? Uh, having not tried enough. Yeah, I, I'm not sure. Maybe it'll come back to me. Okay, but you don't have these, like, regrets, like, oh, I should have, I should have tried more. With a, with a person, or... Oh, yeah, Just or anything like, yeah, like a sport or I don't know, like um, anything that... What is of... it? Something in the past. I guess, I guess one thing, one thing that comes to mind is when I was like 10 or something, mm-hmm. my mom signed me up for dance lessons. <laughs> okay. She signed my brothers and I up to like tango or something. <laughs> and we were... We went to a few classes, and but we were at that age. I think we were a little bit older than ten, mm-hmm. but around that age, we were at that age where we were like deathly afraid of what other people <laughs> thought of us, like, you know. And so we were like, we were terrified of like, what if our friends find out we're taking dance lessons? <laughs> we were so scared of that. <laughs> and I guess, I guess, um, like. <laughs> Like I said, I wouldn't change a thing about my past, but um, it would have been cool, I guess, to to have actually stuck it out, because now I'd be like a fucking crazy good dancer, <laughs> you know? Okay, okay. Yeah, that, that kind of thing. But... <laughs> That's good. Yeah. But like, yeah, one, th- one thing that I, I thought of whilst you were talking, you made the, a point about... Uh, yeah, the fact that it's it's trying that is what really counts. That's what's admirable mm-hmm. is trying. It's not it's not the success. Mm-hmm. And uh, when you said that, I thought of Thomas Edison. Mm-hmm. And there's the famous story that he tried ten thousand times or something to create the light bulb. Mm-hmm. 
10,000 failures, right? 10,000 failures to yeah. create the light bulb. When I hear that story, like, I'm way more impressed by the fact that he tried 10,000 times to do something than the fact that he created the light bulb. Yeah. The fact that he created the light bulb, that's also mind-boggling because I wouldn't even know where to start to try and understand how that works. But the fact that he tried 10,000 times, that is fucking ridiculous to me. That, that would be the element that would make me be like, yeah, I'd love to have a chat with Thomas Edison and yeah. ask him a few questions. Yeah. Because to have that level of determination, there's something about that. How can someone, why, why would someone have that level of determination? Because yeah. any, any, anyone who would like, let, anyone who would, excuse me, anyone who would hear that, like the vast majority of people would think you're insane. Yeah, exactly. Like actually insane. Yeah. If you tried 10,000 times, they, they would feel so sorry for you. Yeah. They'd think you're completely delusional. Yeah. And, and meanwhile, <coughs> you're there with your 9,000th light bulb. You're there like, it's going to work, dude. <laughs> you know? And they're like, sure, sure. Oh, he's cute. Yeah. You know? And you're there making it. And like, it, it's almost like Thomas Edison didn't care if he succeeded. Yeah. Yeah, maybe, maybe actually that's kind of, that's a good point to somehow appreciate more the journey towards that than actually, because who would try if you already tried 8,000 times? Like, there are things that don't work, like, there are things that you try and they're just like, you're never gonna get it. That's crazy. So why would you think that, okay, like... It's just like, I just have to change something and it's gonna work. Like, and I'm, yeah, it's it's really like what you said. It's it almost like he didn't even care if it, if he had it, and it's just like really into making it. Really into the process, yeah. Because yeah. if he were if he were attached to the result, then he, it would drive him completely insane. Yeah. Half. Uh, the halfway he would be like there's no way i'm making another fucking light bulb shoot me you know like yeah <laughs> but like it really seems like he was just fully just focused on oh what's going on my ears ringing weird um just fully focused on what he was doing just because he loved it yeah and then like he, he was like he really desired the light bulb yeah. but i would imagine that he actually wasn't too attached to it otherwise if he were really attached to it, he would have probably failed. Yeah. Yeah, and also kind of like... Because it make, makes me think that... Okay, let's say that he... Because now, like, his work made... Kind of like... Makes sense. In light of the evidence. Oh, I because, like the uh, play on words. <laughs> because he actually did like uh, develop or yeah something so it was it was a success at the end of the day which is nice so all the hours that he put in actually made sense but then how do you what do you do with it when you just try and try and try and try and it just really doesn't work like because i think ideally there's no such work that is like um, not unnecessary but like uh, kind of like it's never gonna be uh, oh, 
it's it's perfect for it and I only have it in Hungarian. So it's like it's if you study and you still like don't um, don't pass the exam, it's still like it's not gonna make the studying like unworthy because you you have that knowledge. Mm. Maybe not to, to the extent to pass, but you have that knowledge. So I'm thinking that like with him, if he wouldn't have had this like big <laughs> success, how would he kind of like yeah, make sense to all the hours he put in? Oh right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So if, if he had done like uh, nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine <laughs> and yeah. at that one he's like Fuck it! <laughs> I'm done! <laughs> For fuck's sake! <laughs> no more <laughs> Meanwhile, there's that one light bulb left on his desk. Yeah. <laughs> that, like, he could have done. Yeah. And he just goes out and gets, like, stupidly drunk. Yeah. Um, exactly. How does he make sense? <laughs> how does he make sense of it? That's up to him. Up to him to, like, give the meaning. You know, because there's no okay. meaning to it. It's just up to him to, to give the meaning. So he could be like, I've wasted 20 years of my life. Or he could be like, holy shit, like I'm persistent. Yeah, and that actually Jeez. may be connected to victim mentality. Because sometimes for me, the first thing to do is like, oh, why did I put this much time in? But actually, you're so right that you can see the other side of it, that shit like i'm some kind of like robot like really yeah. working do you want do you want to uh, I'm, I'm gonna share a quick anecdote here mm -hmm. uh, about an ex-girlfriend of mine yeah. when i was uh when i was like 18 or something so uh <coughs> yeah i had like my first love when i was yeah 16 16 17 mm -hmm. and uh long story short it didn't work out uh <laughs> Like, I left because I was afraid of her leaving me. Mm -hmm. And uh, then I came back. And there was a long period where I was trying to get her back. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh, she was basically just rejecting me. And then sometimes it was like, oh, maybe. And then no and stuff like that. Um, and for years, I couldn't accept the fact that it was over. Mm-hmm. And I, I kept, like, trying, like, it, and looking back, it was a total lack of self-love and self-respect, right? Mm -hmm. If someone doesn't want you, then, like, politely open the door for them on their way out. <laughs> yeah. But I didn't understand that at that point. So I kept trying, you know, like, and, and, um, but one of the ways, and this might sound a little funny, but, like, this is one of the ways that I see this is actually, like, I'm pretty fucking persistent. <laughs> I'm pretty fucking persistent. Because, like, she kind of made it, like, clear sometimes, you know? Like, she was like, no, like, flat out rejected me. And, <clears throat> yeah, at other times, she kind of, like, changed her mind a little bit. So it was maybe a little bit manipulative. Mm -hmm. um, but, like, I was pretty persistent in the face of, in the face of, like, failure after failure. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And that is something. That is something. There's also another part of the story right there's mm -hmm. there's like the lack of self-love and the lack of yeah. self-respect and stuff but um i'm just saying this to illustrate the point that you can extract whatever meaning you can or, mm -hmm. or you want mm -hmm. from this because it, it's totally subjective 
That's true. Um, but, like, yeah. So Thomas Edison, <laughs> if he if he had failed, uh, if he had not succeeded, he had that one last light uh, light bulb left on his desk. Then it's up to him to decide and reconcile it the way he wants. But like I think people don't actually aren't really aware of the fact that they have a choice to the meaning they give things and you can give your life a meaning and events a certain meaning we're gonna have to wrap up soon because i think the next people are here for the room oh is it already yeah it's four. Oh. Um, yeah so you can you can uh, create meaning for your life that actually empowers you every single thing that happens to you every single thing you can create meaning that empowers you. And when you start doing that, you start building yourself a magical life. <laughs> wow. It's beautiful. You just circled it back to the beginning. There we go. Uh, staring me in the face on the whiteboard there. <laughs> Cece, thank you for this. I think I'm going to name this the CC series. Mm. If that's okay with you. Yeah. Yeah. This is uh, episode two of the CC series. <laughs> More will come. Oh. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you very much, Cece, for coming. Thank you. Very Podcast much. again. Yeah.